I will be taking uh, my Bible reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. Reading from the New King James uh, Version. But we all with unveiled face beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The title of this morning's message is, Who do you see? Who do you see? Granted, you pray. Granted, you believe in fasting. Granted, you believe in binding and losing. You are a Christian. You are a child of God. But the way you see and the way you talk negates everything you believe. There is a spiritual principle to everything that has to do with God and godliness. You may pray, bind and lose, quote scriptures, but who do you see? How others see you and evaluate you is not so important. How you see yourself means everything. Of course, if you plan to move from glory to glory, who you see matters a lot. Of course, if you intend to move forward and upward, who you see and how you see yourself is very key. You must have a roadmap to where you want to go in life because not every road leads there. You must have a master plan to who you want to become and what you want to achieve because not every road will take you there. You must focus on your master plan. You must focus on your roadmap because there are distractions all over the place. There are those who settle for mediocrity. There are those who settle for complacency. They're just okay as long as they can put food on their table. As long as they are paying their bills. That is okay for some. But it should not be okay for you because Jesus came that you may have life and have it how? Abundantly. Let others settle for mediocrity, let them settle for complacency, let them settle, but not you. Because God wants you to go places. I don't like your amen. amen. There is a path for you to play in the journey of your life. There is a role that you ought to play in the journey of your life. Nobody can do it for you. Look up. Can anybody sleep for you? It doesn't matter how rich you are. You can't pay people to sleep for you. Therefore, do not put your life on a cruise control. Don't put your life on a cruise control. Whereby anything goes. Anything goes. Anything that comes your way goes. Don't put your life on a cruise control. God does not did not intend it to be that way. Commit your ways. 
your goals and your aspirations to God in the place of prayer. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 and 4. The King James Version says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Don't be ignorant of this fact that there are strongholds to contend with. Don't be ignorant of the fact there are what? Strongholds to pull down. Don't take anything that happens to you Anything that happens to your marriage, anything that happens to your health, anything that happens to your children, anything that happens to your business, don't take it at face value. You must contend in the place of prayer because there are forces that are out there to spoil you. You will not be spoiled in the name of Jesus. Apostle Paul says, a door effectual have been opened unto me. But there are what? Many adversaries. Some of them are from your village. Paul furthermore said this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 17 and 18. 1 Thessalonians 2 17 and 18 says but we brethren being taken from you for a short time in presence not in heart endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Look at verse 18. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, with all my anointing, with all my revelations, with all my dedication and commitment to God, even I, Paul, not once, not twice, say once and again, but Satan did what? Hindered us. There is a hindering force called Satan. He can only hinder, but he cannot stop what God wants to do. But when the hindrances last, prayer, prayer, prayer must be ongoing. So don't take anything for, well, yeah, it happens, it happens. You know, I am so, I'm, I'm this old. So people of our age, this is what happens to them. Eh, is that true? Moses, Moses, at age 120, he did not die on the plain ground. He died on the mountain. God said, climb the mountain at age 120. And you're just 60. Already? No. Don't take anything at face value. Christ in you is what? The hope of glory. Look at your neighbor and say, say something now. <laughs> Who do you see? When you look at yourself, who do you see? When you're in the midst of your friends and job colleagues, who do you see? A victor or a victim? Who do you see? And what do you see? Prosperity or obscurity? Who do you see? And what do you see? A winner or a loser? Unfortunately, many are bogged down, pinned down because of failures of yesterday. Let me be the one to announce to you, your destiny is not yesterday. Your destiny is not in the past. Your destiny is in front of you. Go for it. Regardless of all the challenges, go for it. Regardless of all the backwardness, go for it. Because God is going to bring you back from your setbacks in the name of Jesus. I say you're coming back from all your setbacks in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shake your right leg and say, yes, I believe it. Listen to this, church. Exodus 38 and verse 8. Exodus 38 Verse 8, New King James Version. Listen to this. 
There's this designer. He was so great in designing. God instructed him as what to do. The Bible says in verse 8, and he made the lever of bronze and its base of bronze. From the bronze mirrors of the serving women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Even then, it is a known fact that ladies don't joke with mirrors. Hence, there was one place at the entrance of the tabernacle. There's this temptation that women, they still struggle with. They can't see a mirror and look away. In fact, they even have a backup mirror in their bags. If you look at it, there's a backup mirror. There's, at least there's one. You see, that is okay. It is permitted. Even though you are beholding yourself, behold your face in that mirror, it is not supposed to be for makeups and touch-ups and beautification. When you see your face in that mirror, who do you see? When you look at that mirror, I want you to see a better tomorrow in your face. When you look at that mirror, I want you to look at a better tomorrow for you and your family. When you look at that mirror, see a glorious moment. As you look at that mirror, see a better tomorrow. As you look at that mirror, see a victor and not a victim. When you look at that mirror and you look at that beautiful face, and you look at that handsome face, look at that and say, I am moving from glory to glory. I am moving from power to power. I am moving from one level of anointing to another level of anointing. When you look at that mirror, that face that you see, begin to prophesy, I am making progress. You are making progress. You'll make it big with the ability of doing exploit for God. Let somebody shout hallelujah. So that mirror should not be for touch-ups and make-ups and for beautification. When you look at that mirror, look at that person opposite that mirror, face to face, eyeball to eyeball, and say, I see a better tomorrow. For your children, I see a better tomorrow. Not a gloomy future. Talk to that face. It is your face. Talk to that face. It is your face. Smile at that face. Love that face. It is yours. That is That beautiful face of yours is the only identity that you have. Shout hallelujah. Leave those facial features alone. Leave them alone. You have the best nose in the world. You are the one who said there is a Yubo nose, there is African nose. I don't know how you came to that. You are the only one who said there is a Yubo skin, there is a black skin. I don't know how you came to that knowledge. And I have not heard anyone say there is a Yubo blood. And there is a black blood. How do you see yourself? Who do you see? Listen to me. There is a spiritual attachment to what you see and how you think. How you see, who you see, and how you think. Listen, listen to me, church. You have the tendency of becoming who you see. And the tendency is so high. You will become who you see. It's a matter of time. I'm coming to that. I'm coming to that. So who do you see? Every brand new day, there is a spiritual mirror before you as you step out of that bed. See a successful person and not a failure. The question is, when you see yourself in that mirror, do you see a frustrated, irritable person disturbing everyone that you come in contact with? You are responsible 
for your happiness and joyfulness. Listen to Apostle Paul in Acts 26 verse 2. Acts 26 verse 2. He says, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews. Listen, nobody can mess with you without your permission. Nobody can mess your mind without your permission. You are messed up, frustrated, disappointed, backed down and pinned down because of the way you think. And what you think about is because of what you see. I see a very, anytime I look at the mirror, I don't know. That mirror is so right all the time. I see a very handsome man. Ah, I looked at it this morning. So handsome man. So handsome. I say, Pastor, you're conceited. You know, that is your kettle of tea. Let me use my mouth. I'm using my mouth to say what I see. What do you see when you see yourself? Now, because the way people see people, because the way people see themselves, they also see people like that. Because they don't see anything good about themselves. So they don't see anything good about anybody. Hallelujah. I am fearfully and wonderfully made after the similitude of God. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Listen, I, when I was leading the praise worship in Nigeria, there's a song I used to sing. Then say, I didn't make younger. Why I no go make younger? Jesus, not my superman. No. Then say, I didn't make shakara. Why I no go make shakara? Jesus, not my superpower. The elders would say, <laughs> When a monkey has something behind, he will kill a dog. Is it the other way around, Seth? I think you say, Benny, you, 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 you. It's when dog has somebody at the back. It's dog, right? Uh-huh. Say monkey, and you say, Benny. said, I make myself happy regardless of all the challenges. I make myself happy because I am responsible for my happiness, for my joyfulness. That's what Paul said. Therefore, loving you before others is not being conceited. Uh, trust me. Preferring you before others is not being arrogant. It's not worldliness. Jesus Christ said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if you don't love others, it's because you don't love yourself. If you don't witness to those that are going to hell, it's because you don't care whether you end up there. How can you love your wife when you don't love yourself? Charity begins from yourself, from yourself. Myself. If you see the way I care for my wife, it's because that's how I care for myself. Mm. Think positively about yourself. See a better tomorrow, not a bitter tomorrow. See a glorious tomorrow. See your camp being enlarged to the point you are able to do whatsoever you want to do for God. See a glorious future, no matter the difficulties that comes your way. Who do you see? Second Corinthians that we just read, 3.18, New King James Version. It says, but we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, in a mirror, in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Have been transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. Brethren, you are wired with the ability of beholding things. You can see me now 
Because you are sighted. That is how God wired us. We have the ability to see. But unfortunately, very few see with their imaginary eyes. Very few see with their imaginary eyes. And your imaginary eyes or your imagining world, that is where success starts from. That is where greatness starts from. It starts, it starts from within you. It says, out of you shall what flow rivers of living water. You must first and foremost see your glorious future with your imaginary eyes. Shout hallelujah. You know the story very well. In, uh, in Genesis 6, uh, 11 verse 6. Genesis 6 uh, 11 verses, God's testimonial concerning these people. Verse says, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one. And they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they had imagined to do. That which they are imagining to do. Imagination is seeing what cannot be physically seen. Do you get that? Therefore, your imaginary eyes can behold images that you are imaging with your imaginary eyes. For instance, let me just break it now. Now, if, for instance, can you see that pot of soup? Can you see it? Can you see your bedroom? See your bedroom. That's your imaginary eyes. It's, your bedroom is not here. Can you see your car? Can you see it? I can see mine now. That's your imaginary eyes. If only you can see your future like that. If only you can see your future like that. And hold that image and begin to imagine that image with your imaginary eyes. It's a matter of time because God said no one can stop you from achieving what you see. Who do you see? Who do you see? Begin, brethren, to picture greatness, happiness, boldness, holiness, cheerfulness. And very soon, those pictures pictures will become structures. Those pictures will become structures. This church, I saw it before it became a structure. The new children department, I saw it in, in a picture form before it became a structure. Right now, I am seeing an event center. I'm seeing an event center. Ah, the spiritual principle. It has worked for me. Anything I want, I see it first with my imaginary eyes. God said, when you see it, nothing. Even God himself said, I can't stop it. Please, you highlight these scriptures. I'll tell the story. Oh, wow. It's the story, look up. It's the story in Genesis 30. From verse 37 to 43. Genesis 30, 37 to 43. You know the story. Jacob had cheated and he ran to Laban and also 419, 419, 419. So Jacob was walking without pay. So it was time for Jacob to leave. So Laban said, so what do we pay you now? What do I give to you? Jacob said, don't give me anything. I have a small portion of my sheep. And this is what we'll do. I have plain sheep. You have sheep that have stripes and they are colored. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to separate the plain ones, which are mine, and yours that are striped and dark to one corner. And that's what we're going to do. And Laban said, oh, deal. So the Bible said in that story, Jacob, 
Something was following Jacob. Jacob went to a tree and peeled the back of the tree and striped the back of the tree with stripes and spots and brought it to where the sheep used to come to drink water. So he placed them there. That's the story, Genesis 30 from verse 37 to 43. He placed them there. So when they roam around in the sun and they come in to drink water, both male and female, the Bible says they are mated. They, they meet as um, male and female. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it's in church. I don't want to go any further. You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. The Bible says when they are meeting and they are drinking that water and they are looking at those stripes peeled from the tree, they took the imagery of those stripes and when they get pregnant, the babies that they will deliver had stripes. So, when they deliver and they are growing up, remember the deal. So, the striped ones, the spotted one, all were coming to Jacob. How? What the sheep saw, they gave birth to. Spiritual principle. So you are giving birth to what you see. You are today who you are based on what you saw yesterday about your life. And you're going to be in the future what you are seeing today. I still hear some of you say, well, pastor, we're hanging up there. You are going to die a hanged man. That is scripture. Because (laughs) Numbers 14, 28 says, whatsoever I hear you say, that's what I'm going to do. How now? We are managing. And you will manage all through your life, even though you are in America. How about your wife? She's so-so. She's there. And she becomes so-so. You know, listen, so-so in Hausa language is sponge. Oh, she's so-so. And that would say, no, it's so-so. It's so-so. How about your husband? Let's, Let's talk. Let's talk. Sheep, what they saw with their eyes came out of them. And Jacob became rich. If you read the tail end, can I have a 46? No, 43. And the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and maid servant and men servant and camel and asses. You know what we do? Bind and lose. Bind and lose. Dollar, I bind you. I lose you. Uh, Just binding and losing without action. You know how to talk the talk, but you don't know how to walk the walk. I have preached this message now since the day I came into heaven's glorious embassy 17 years ago. And some of you still don't get it. I'm telling you how I am living my life and how God is blessing me. There are spiritual principles that transcends prayer and fasting. It says everything must be by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. You could have stopped there. Then the work followed. Make he didn't say tell, make. What have you made that you are presenting to God? See yourself achieving greatness that will trigger you to the next level. Who do you see? In the story, in Mark, highlighted uh, son. Mark, whether it's son or daughter, I don't know who is there. <laughs> Mark eight twenty two to twenty five. Mark eight twenty two to twenty five. 
The Bible says, Jesus, let me even read it. It says, there's the New Living Translation. It says, when they, that is Jesus and his disciples, arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and begged him to touch the man and heal him. Verse 23, Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Instead of Jesus healing this blind man, the Bible says he took him by the hand and led him out of the village. Huh. For some, Jesus has to lead you out of your village, that small community that you attached yourself with. Some people, they find it difficult to relate with those who don't speak their kind of language. They are so narrow-minded that they only feel comfortable when they are dealing with their village people. Now, what gives you that idea that everybody speaks Yoruba language? I don't know where you got it from. You just see somebody and you start speaking Yoruba and the person will tell you, I don't understand what you're saying. You have to come out of your village. That small, myopic community. Come out of this. There are more. Jesus Christ took him out of his village. So you must come out of your village. Granted, I speak Hausa, I speak Ibu, I speak Yoruba, I speak... But hey, speak the general language. Bible said they had a language common. Genesis 11.6. Of course, if you know it's from you, you can, but don't just see somebody and just start on. You understand what I'm saying? Thank God you are in America. You are out of your village. But I'm beginning to feel that if you get the village out of you, you are in America, but the village is inside of you. Get out of your village so that you can see clearly the opportunities that are bound. Jesus is going to take somebody out of his village. Look at your neighbor and say, are you the one? Jesus continued that story, spat on his eyes, lay his hands upon him, and say, now, what can you see? The man said, yeah. No, Jesus Christ said, can you see? He said, yeah, I can see, I can see. But I am seeing men as trees moving around. Jesus Christ said, no, no, you, you don't have to see men like trees. And that is how a lot of us see our destiny. So blurred. But Jesus Christ is going to brighten it up. Because you're going to receive a double dose. Jesus Christ did not say, well, that's, no, until you begin to see clearly, Jesus will not leave you alone. And that's why I will continue to preach this message. Jesus Christ laid his hands upon him and said, come on, receive the double dose. And you receive it. So, what can you say? He said, I can see everything turning around. Oh, turning around. Turning around. What can you see? Who do you see? You see, the picture of a little kitten, a little cat that saw herself or himself, that picture there, That tiny kitten looking into the mirror and seeing the reflection of a huge majestic lion became a focal point for me. That is how I formulated my well-being. I don't see myself the way people saw me or are still seeing me. 
Because it is their business to see me the way they want to. It is also my business to see myself as a victor and not a victim. That little kitten was looking at, look at it. See what he was seeing with his imaginary eyes. I believe strongly. I visualize everywhere and anywhere I want to go. Who do you see? Second Corinthians seven. Um, Second Corinthians five verse seventeen. Second Corinthians five verse seventeen. You know it. If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. When you see your husband, when you see your wife, who do you see? When you see your parents, who do you see? When you see your children, who do you see? When you see your in-laws, who do you see? The person you are sitting beside right now, or that is sitting beside you, who do you see? A brother, a friend, or a foe? Listen, who do people see when they see you? A friend or a traitor? When people see you, do, do they see a helper or a supplanter? Who do people see when they see you? Uh, one of these years, the past, I think a couple of years, uh, it was Pastor's Appreciation Day. And a brother came in here to preach. And he said, the title of his sermon is Pastor, Father, and a Friend. So to this brother, when he sees me, he sees a pastor, he sees a father, and he sees a friend. So you relate with me based on how you see me. And you will get blessed as far as you're under this ministry. By the way, you see me. It is a spiritual principle. Elijah told Elisha, when you see me, then you get the double portion. Peter and John told that crippled man by the beautiful gate, look at us. And by the end of the day, he got his blessings. How do you see me? will be dependent on how you are blessed. Please see God in me. Hear God through me. Give to God through me. Enjoy God through me. That's why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. What you see formulates your idea about people, your character about people. There is a young boy, I don't think I've seen his father, should be about two or three. Sunday morning, he got dressed up and said, Dad, just want to inform you, when I get to church, I want to talk to pastor. I want to talk to pastor. There are children in this church. They will not go home without coming to the office to see me. When their parents are in a hurry and they put them, they call enter car. They will, they will cry from the church until when they decide to stop. At times they will get very far and the children are banging and crying. They have to turn and they will come back to church and say, Pastor, they say they must see you before they leave. I will hug them, pray for them and it's like, Dad, okay, my church service had just ended. How do you see your Pastor. Time will not permit me to tell you about little, little ones. 
that mimic me. They preached like me. They said word for word. There was a family I visited. He used to use remote, remote control as a microphone. So they have to buy him a microphone and a stand. And he said that is where he preaches. In fact, there's one of them, he preaches like me. They said he will go to the YouTube, get my message, and put it. Little boy. And he will be mimicking me, every word. In fact, he said he used to use paper as handkerchief. They have to buy him handkerchief. He comes to church. I don't think he's in church. He comes to church with a handkerchief. What you see, you become. Who you see, you become. Excuse me, sir. When you close your eyes in death, who will you see? God or the devil? Because each and every one of us, it's a matter of time, we will close our eyes in death. The person you open your eyes to see. Because these physical eyes will be dead, but you have a spiritual eyes. Who will you see? Who do people see? When God looks at you, who will he see? Will he see you in the company of Korah, Deta, and Abiram, who rebelled against Moses? God knows your thoughts. When God looks at you, who will he see? Will he see you in the company of Peter, James, and John that teamed up and walked with God? Will he see you in the midst of women? The Bible says women, we are the one who helped Jesus' ministry by giving him substance. Will he see you amongst those that are helping the work of God, among those that are praying for the pastor? Or he will see you among rebels. When you want to see God, when you want to make it big, I will read these scriptures and we will pray. Job, for those who want to see and enter heaven, must endeavor to do the followings among other things. Number one, Job 31, 1. Job 31, 1. I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? Number two, Hebrews 12, 14. Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Number three, Philippians 2, 12 through to 16. Philippians 2, 12 through to 16. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Number 14, do all things without murmuring, sis. Do all things without disputing, bro, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lies in the world. 16, beholding forth, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Bro, don't let me run in vain. Don't let me labor in vain. Number four. Now, this is the beautiful one. Hebrews 12, verse 2 and 3. Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. Say, looking. Somebody say, looking. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in mind. Shall we rise?
Please look up. In 1982, Papa Deboye came to the, the, the church at the Buitimeta, the headquarters, 1982. And he said, God has given us a city. So the late Pa Akindele led the convoy. And they started, I said, let's go and see the city that God has given us. City. So we started driving out of Lagos towards Ibadan. And there was a small pathway. We, he turned, or they turned, and we followed the cars, and we got to a jungle. And Papa said, this is the city. Ah. We left Lagos, the city, into the jungle. And this is the city? Somebody like me, I saw a jungle. But Papa saw a city. What you see, you become. With his imaginary eyes, he saw a city. For those of us who have been at the camp in Lagos or in Nigeria, you know there is uh, there's a city. But he saw it in 1982. What can you see about your future? I, listen, everything I see concerning my children is coming to pass one after the other. See it. See it with your imaginary eyes. See victory. See success. See power. See anointing. See glory. Yeah, you may not look like it, but see it. You have heard me talk. I'm not conceited and I'm not playing. When I say, ah, see, look at this fine face, I'm not playing. I want the face to hear that. What is that? Huh? I'm telling the face, you are fine. Say what you, listen, my wife will tell you, my children will tell you, anything I put inside my tummy, I never speak evil. It doesn't matter how it tastes. I will eat it shaking my leg. I tell you, I mean, they know. I never speak ill to anything I put inside my body because everything has ears. Say, speak to the rock. God told Moses, and the rock brought water. Hallelujah. But of course, Coke cannot turn to water. That one, it cannot happen. So if you want to tell your neighbor, if you want to drink water, drink water. Don't carry Coke. Ice Coke. Jesus turn Coke, you are water. You are drinking Coke. Tell your neighbor, you are drinking Coke. And don't look at where Kemi is. Just say you are... says, looking unto Jesus. When you see pastor, see Jesus. When you hear Jesus, when you hear pastor, hear Jesus. Hear Jesus from me. There's a couple in this church, they told us, or they told us, that when they knelt, the day they got married, they knelt down. And I said, anything they ask, kneeling down, God should give unto them. And that's what they are using today, and they are so prosperous. They'll just hold their hand and say, our pastor said to us that anything we ask of you, according to your will, you will give it to us speedily. Oh, yeah. And it's just like that. So you're going to stretch your hands towards the altar and say, Father, please help me. Begin to pray. Please help me. Let me see my future. Not gloomy, but prosperous and glorious. You may not look like it now. Your business may not look at it now, like it now. Your health may not, but see 
Jesus Christ asked the man, can you see? The man said, yes, I can see. But I'm not seeing clearly. Pray and say, Father, let me see my destiny clearly. Let me see my future clearly. Let me see my marriage clearly progressing, moving forward and upward. prayer time. This is the prayer for the service. And begin to see now. Begin to see a bright future. You have been praying. You have fasted. You have bind and loosed. Begin to see now. If you are not seeing clearly, tell God, let me see it clearly. Give me that second dose. Give me that second dose of the anointing. Let me see clearly the destinies of my children and grandchildren. Let me see the destinies of my, of, 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 of my people, of my wife, my husband. Begin to pray. He will show you. The way others see you and evaluate you is not important. How you see yourself? How do you see yourself? Don't settle for mediocrity. Don't settle. See yourself healed. See yourself holy. See yourself powerful. See yourself pure. See your marriage working. Don't give up your marriage. See it work. See it healed. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the pull down every stronghold that is not allowing you to enter that door, that effectual door, that powerful door that is not allowing you to pull it down and begin to see it pull down. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.